What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl King today with Jim Cramer and David Faber. Uh, our 1% plus declines are in store as FedEx does warn on fiscal Q1. Talks to Cramer about a global recession even as the two-year comes within eight basis points of 4% and quad witching will make things interesting too. Our roadmap begins with that stark warning. Raj, are we going to a worldwide recession? Well, I'm not an economist, but, you know, oh, I'll, I'll, you know more than economists. Come on. They, don't, yeah. they just push papers. You actually look at papers. Well, I, I, I think so. I, you I, think I, we are going I, to I, 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 I think so. But, you know, again, these, uh, these numbers don't portend very well. The CEO of FedEx on Mad last night with Jim warning of a worldwide recession after missing results, withdrawing its guidance, announcing significant cost-cutting measures. Plus, we've got shares of GE falling. This is supply chain issues continue to affect deliveries and potentially hitting third quarter numbers. And Paramount CEO Bob Backus, here's what he's got to say or hear what he has to say about, well, a potential slowdown in the ad market. I'll give you a hint. It's a little more positive than most of the tone. All right, let's begin with FedEx, of course. Shares getting hammered on pace for the worst day ever after missing on the top and the bottom lines. Company withdraws its full-year guidance, announcing, as we said, a bunch of cost-cutting measures, including deferring hiring, closing offices, shutting five corporate locations, Jim. Um, a lot of discussion about what this means in the context of some of the other warnings we got this week. Yeah, I'm calling it 70-30. 7% of the problems here in macro. Uh, China, frankly, China is a disaster, okay? Disaster. Uh, Europe, man-made, obviously Putin, they're not enough money after you pay your electric and your heating bill. Our country, slight slowdown. Uh, David, the cost structure, as you have said over and over again, is out of control. It is. And, I, 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 you know, I wanted to talk to you about this, and I think it's so interesting you just said 70-30. And I, because I have a number of people who would say, uh-uh. This is more about execution than it is about macro. He can, they can blame macro all they want. European business, not good. The margin profile of the ground business in the U.S. is a disaster. The express miss was a profit miss, was almost equal to the entire profit miss. And are we really going to see this from UPS? Or is this more reflective of what, frankly, the activists had been talking yes. about? That is a lack of execution on the part of FedEx. But you know how obviously macro plays a role here, but the question is how much? Because a lot of this market is depending on the idea that this is not a FedEx problem. Do you know how much time I spent on that 70-30, betting that maybe it's 60-40? Okay. Never felt, I don't think 50-50 can't do that. But the reason why I think that I may be too low is that the actual revenues weren't that bad. $500 million miss. Bottom line, not top. So I think, David, uh, if he hadn't said, if Raj hadn't said worldwide recession, I think what you conclude is cost structure out of control, given the fact for slight decline. And also, you do wonder, do they have a complete you know, sense of their business? I mean, it wasn't long, that long ago where they came out with their fiscal year 23 guidance that was above the street. June 29th. 
they didn't raise it per se, but they came in with a number that was above. Now we're talking, Jim, 40% below that, only two, three months later. Look, granted, the economy has changed. Nobody's saying it hasn't. And certainly Europe, as you point out, and perhaps, and much more so Asia. Well, but how, about, how about each week getting weaker? Right. And I think that, and Carl, we got to talk about this. I don't think we can talk enough. I know there's some Chinese numbers that came out tonight. You know, I don't care anymore about the government numbers from China. I don't think they're telling us the truth. And it's a, t- a hard charge. But when I listen to what the CEO of FedEx says about China, it's worse, worse than, than before the lockdown. It's worse than through the height of this COVID. What the heck is going on in China? Right. So are you going with the school of thought that says if this were really truly macro, like mostly macro, we would have plenty of companies have had lots of chances to say it last couple of weeks in conferences, aside from the Huntsman's and the Nucor's and even the GE's? Well, look, I I don't want to get away. I mean, this is a macro story. It's a macro story because of of China economy and flying planes to China. And as David's always said, maybe they got too many planes are flying them back half full. Uh, Europe is happening so quickly uh, because these bills are mounting so fast. The U.S. was very hard. I pressed hard on U.S. to find out how bad it is. And it's not as bad. Uh, but they've got a lot to fix here, and they've got to fix it fast. Uh, they've got to fix it faster than I thought they had to. Uh, and they're doing it, unlike Carol Tomei, who did it in a, in a when UPS was strong, they're doing it in a very weak environment, uh, weaker than people realize. And I, at one point, said at the top of my show, is Jay Powell watching this? Now, Dave, David correctly criticized me that I was too glib. I meant to really just try to minimize on the conference call yesterday. I have a club members. I said, look, when I, I, I say this is a good time for health care, this is a good time for soft goods. But if it really is a services, buying services and not packaged goods, well, that's got great implications, too. But, uh, but David, uh, but it, it's, uh, it's bad. Uh, it may, but on packaged goods versus services, I, what I'm here, Amazon, I think July, Prime Day was a, a big hit. It was very big. UPS had a blog post last week. Landing a job at UPS just got easier as the company begins recruiting 100,000-plus seasonal workers. Oh, good, because there's some people probably over in <laughs> another place no, I just, put a know, brown hat on. I mean, is some of this, now I know FedEx always minimized the impact of Amazon's business on its own or how much they did, but, you know, Amazon has developed its own logistics in a very significant way. Is there a part of that that is, that is wrapped up in this? Meanwhile, Amazon seems pretty strong. Anecdotally, I, you know, I just came back from a conference. A lot of companies, even in the ad I, business, I are saying from, not as bad as everybody seems to uh, think also, it is. I was at Amazon. There's business is good. And, and, yeah. And, and historic people who have covered FedEx for a while know that their guidance tends to be a little dramatic over the years. Well, Raj was certainly dramatic. Yeah. Uh, but we do have uh, a potentially uh, confirmatory bit of news, uh, a Jeffrey's piece about packaging where they basically say there's a massive inventory. Uh, take down uh, Packaging Corp, take down International Paper. They go to sell. Oh yeah, they go to sell. But Carl, I, I really want to distinguish the U.S. economy from China and Europe. It, the U.S. economy is doing okay. China is self-inflicted because they won't even let Moderna, where Stefan Bansell is willing to right. give them the vaccine. And look, Putin figured so big. And you, when you talk to CEOs off the table, oh, you know, just behind the show, I mean, Putin is responsible for a gigantic amount of decline in this world's economy. Yes, he is. This one man, 
more than we perhaps anticipated when, uh, when he began his incursion, began his war uh, against Ukraine. What do you make of Doug Cass this morning uh, toying around with the idea that, that Buffett makes a play here? No. Uh, folds it into some Burlington businesses, uh, spends a third of his cash no. at 20 times. I think that you want to see... They, this is a fat company. And FedEx, maybe. yeah. I mean, listen, uh, we, we'll, we'll go back and forth here in terms of market participants and what they think is percent execution-related versus macro. But there's no doubt there have been execution issues here. They have three new board members. Remember, D.E. Shaw got in there. And we'll see if those board members step up. But if they don't fix these execution issues over time, then they're going to open themselves up yet again. Yeah. Yet again me, to more activism. Right. So let me ask you, because you know the activist world well. How much of the June 29th positives were to get the activists off their back? But they'd already reached their, they'd already reached yeah, their settlement then. But they were coming in, coming in high. Yeah. And the next few, right after that, things started to deteriorate. And I think that one of the things that we all call, we're really puzzling about, what the heck happened in July around this world? I talked to so many tech companies that say July was the beginning of something we didn't count on. And uh, they tend to be in the high, tend to be in data center. But then I'm out there at the data center with Amazon Web Services. They're hiring like bid. There are so many cross currents. But No, there are so but, many. And th- this makes it as even more difficult because, again, you're left with trying to understand how much is FedEx right. and how much is macro. And it's not an unimportant distinction. I think 70-30. I mean, you sit there with Jeff Marks who works with me on Travel Trust. Is it, should I say 75? Should I say 60? Because... <laughs> It is so, and we're going over everything. There's a really good piece by Wolf. Uh, of all, you know, Wolf is a good firm, and they say huge mix, huge miss. But then they talk about the corporate costs. The corporate costs are way too high. Um, it, but maybe they're way, when the, when the economy was good, maybe the corporate costs were all right, but the expenses are just out of control here. And so maybe if you're the new CEO right now, like when Brian Cornell came in at Target, I remember having breakfast with Brian. It just came in. He goes, I'm closing Canada. I said, you just open Canada. He said, if I don't close Canada now, it's going to be on me. And Brian Cornell, I think we all admit, is a pretty good executive. I think they had to do this right now in order to make it so that this is not the company uh, that Raj put together. But at the same time, it's happening. Like I said, I think the China story is big. Uh, listen, you're going to be uh, out west again next next week, right? Well, I kind of live there now. Yeah, Dreamforce. Yeah. You're going to get a good feel on things. It's going to be what, very my helpful. my Red Hot Chili Pepper interview? Um, I'm not familiar with what you're really? discussing. When? Stevie Nicks was not the top. You're doing the <laughs> no, Red Hot I, they, Chili they Peppers? They never gave me my picture. I had a picture with Stevie Nicks. She watches Man of Money constantly. She goes, that man show. Yeah, man. <laughs> she, doesn't watch, she doesn't watch us. No, watch our show. It's early. It's early, LA it's very early. Give me a break. No um, but, Carl, with Europe, I, I'm going to posit a positive. Like David Holger's man-made problems. President Xi, who was not, by the way, that friendly with Putin. Nope, nope. I mean, that, that's, nope. that's an issue where Putin puts a spin on it. It's not what she was. But she is causing the problem by trying to, to solve an, a, an illness that Humana, at their analyst meeting, said is no longer as important as the flu when it comes to hospital visits. He's doing it wrong. Putin, the hope for FedEx and all these other companies is that Putin comes to a conclusion that he's losing the war. Or if he just comes to a conclusion. Right. That might be even better. Well, you know what Victor Hugo said? No, I don't. Tell me. Even the darkest night will end and the sun will rise. Mm. 
John Lesher. It's, it's <laughs> literally <laughs> true. Victor um, Hugo. It's true. And yes. we have Erdogan, I think. It was Erdogan this morning who said that um, he's told a, told a regional summit uh, attended by Putin that he wanted the war in Ukraine to end, quote, as soon as possible. Erdogan. That's Erdogan. Erdogan was one of the proxies. Uh, Erdogan's been a real problem. Uh, look, President Xi was basically saying, I understand what's going on. Well, that's a real endorsement. There's growing pressure on Putin, not yeah, to mention the fact that they are losing more the weapons. War, but no, uh, can you tell me how the U.S. does it when we like, send them a check every week? Yeah, I think, what we're, is, what is that? I think we're sometimes double counting. I think we make commitments, and then we fulfill the commitments, and they gets all, all of it gets reported, and you think we're, we keep piling on money on money on money. Not that we aren't sending them a, a lot of arms and or aid. Right, Meanwhile, are. Germany is seizing some Rosneft assets uh, yep. this morning. Uh, Schultz basically saying, we've got the winter taken care of. We'll, well worry about this again in the spring. Look, I, it's, it, it, the local official when I was in Italy, but we run a tourism business, said the EU is giving you a, uh, a stipend to put solar on, 40%. And uh, I think that, that Sharif Suki last night, the father of the LNG business to Europe, said, look, we're going to take care of that. But he did say something interesting. He goes, why the heck don't the Europeans contact us and say, here's, here's $100 billion. We want payback within two years. He said, because this country can give them all the natural gas they need to not have a deficit. 2026. Mm-hmm. 2026, David. What do you got there? I'm looking back on some of the FedEx stuff. That's all. He's focused. I'm looking at the files. You're focused. Yeah. I thought he was doing Paramount. <laughs> I, I will. I will. We'll, we'll get to Paramount. Nice to have David back, having talked to Backish. I uh, can't wait to hear what uh, Backish yeah, told good. him. Good. We'll dig through some of the movers of the morning. Obviously, there's some news on Uber today. Uh, we do have one company raising guidance. Uh, won't say exactly who. We'll tease that. And, of course, the iPhone 14, Tim Cook at the Fifth Avenue Apple Store. Take a look at futures. Obviously going to weigh down on uh, the FedEx news and quad witching option expiration will be a story, too. Back in a moment. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Shares of Adobe take another leg lower today after tumbling 17% yesterday. It's the biggest plunge since 2010. The company reported results, as you know, announced the acquisition of software design firm Figma in a deal worth about $20 billion in cash and stock. Shantanu Narayan did join us yesterday after that announcement. 
the deal is really all about the top line and accelerating top line. You know, we're an extremely profitable company. And what we have said is we have some aggressive goals in terms of uh, being able to make this accretive in year three, which is rapid, uh, as well as driving top line growth. So, you know, I think from the perspective of shareholders, what we've said is we will offset, uh, you know, dilution uh, while the transaction's underway. But we believe that it rapidly uh, actually enables us uh, to accelerate our bottom line EPS as well. As well as uh, take one of their chief competitors, a startup on a relative basis out of the mix. One of the things that I think struck people was that they bought them because they couldn't do it. You know, bought 800 person company. Now, David, you asked the key question, which is basically, you know, stock was really high, kind of like the stock, and now the stock's low and you're issuing a lot of stock. But also, remember, this company is worth 10 billion last year. Now, almost every company is worth 10 billion last year. It's worth 8 billion now, Very or 6 good. billion. Exactly. I mean, you could even argue down 50 on some of these. So, Absolutely. I mean, you could make an argument 10 billion last June is 5 billion now, and they're paying four times or a 200% premium on what the, what, what, now, that's simply because valuations have changed so much. But they are paying 50 times annual revenues, Jim. Uh, it's a big multiple. And that is why investors, in addition to reacting to perhaps some changes in the guidance, uh, uh, investors are saying, wow, how was there a desperation here to buy this company? I, I couldn't agree more. You know, Carl, I shan't I, 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 do Ryan, he, he, he's terrific. People have to recognize that. Uh, but this is not the environment that you would. Last year at this time, this stock may have gone up on this. It was kind of interesting. But this is misread, misread of the audience. I mean, I think that he's taking a long-term view, which I think is terrific. But a lot of us are, are saying we were looking to Adobe to really kind of stabilize, get things the way we like them, uh, that, the, that the web is still doing well. And it was not even in the discussion. Right. Uh, buybacks, of course. By, by the way, the buyback uh, blackout window sort of begins today. That's going to lead, some argue, to some short-term vulnerability. Well, look, uh, I think people, it's still a FedEx story. Uh, look, I, I, I got to tell you. I, what? I, I finished the interview. I was shaking. Tell you. Oh, yesterday. Yeah, I, with, I was uh, shaking. I, I, I was like, uh, yeah, Regina Gilgan's there, my executive producer. And I'm, did that just get, did you did just say that? And I said that, you know, people said, is it a canary in the coal mine? I said, are you kidding me? The coal miners. The coal miners in the coal mine. That canary died a long time ago. So I mean, what J-Pal? The first thing I was like, is J-Pal watching? And then I said, if J-Pal's listening, you say Barry Sternwood. Barry, he's a heavyweight. He is a heavyweight, and he he uh, is not afraid to speak his mind. Barry yesterday Gunlock. was pretty powerful. Gunlock. Gunlock says the best opportunity what, in ten years. Yeah. Yeah. Fixed also, income. Says uh, NASDAQ could outperform SPX for years. Well, there you go. Why don't you go buy Apple? We saw the phone yesterday. We saw the future. <laughs> of course, I went and bought the Is Tim Cook coming down here after he visits no, the No, we're going to go up there after. We're just, no, we're not going anywhere. I didn't get my invite. No. <laughs> you didn't? No. Oh, I thought you were invited. No, I wasn't. Huh. I, I thought you snubbed them. I even When I'm even out in the area out there, I'm like, I'm coming to town, guys. Anybody want to meet? And I get back. Well, nobody's, they, they have, no, nobody's around to meet They David. have a 14. <laughs> it's got a really good camera. Sorry. David, they do better Not stuff with the watch. I'll let you know. During the break, I'll let me know. You, you keep right. me up. Thank you. Kramer's Mad Dash coming up in the opening bell. Don't go away. The spirit of performance defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX. 
Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura's been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. All right, uh, we're doing it standing. A mad dash for the first time in a long time uh, together here at the, uh, at the board. What do you want to focus on? Well, GE, uh, they had a meeting yesterday, and there was a lot of concern about whether there's weakness in a key business, which is renewables. We know that's been problematic. Uh, we didn't get to talk last week. They've got that health care board. Seems pretty good. Yes, Obviously, they, that's right. We didn't cover that story. They appointed their members for the board. That spinoff of health care, which felt like it was so far away when they announced it, is coming early yeah, next year. You said that because I think one of the best things that's happened in GE was that I thought this was a 2024 even issuement. Right. Now, David, here's the thing. This, and I know the stock's down very badly, they're saying it's supply chain. It's going to be just to push that a little bit. It's in renewables. And I was the CFO. Uh, and don't take it as the end of the world. Now, because of FedEx, we're taking it as the end of the world. I have felt that GE's making, a, I think that it's a serious move to bring out value. I, I know that Steve Tusa from Jake Morgan's been right. Says, yeah, Jim, that's I mean, ridiculous. You know, shrink to grow has not worked. I mean, that's, that's a lot worse than the S&P. It hasn't... Well, it hasn't generated a great deal of enthusiasm yet. Well, Perhaps it will when they actually are separated, right. these well, businesses. My pushback here on the supply chain issues is, wait a second, everybody's getting a little bit better on supply chain issues. So I'm not, I, I'm not as sanguine about the notion that it's supply chain issues because we're losing interest in that kind of excuse. That's now become uh, execution issues. Got so it. I think people are saying there's execution issues here. Although now you can just go with macro. Macro, macro. FedEx gave you that. I got the macro. I wish that someone like, say, Paramount would give us something. I'm glad you came back. I know you probably came back and just slept in that on the plane. Uh, thanks good. to American Airlines, I was five hours delayed and didn't get home till two, so thank you, American. Jeez, it was brutal. I mean. Couldn't you say an airline company? No, no. Next time I'll try United. All right, we got an opening bell. By the way, uh, you know, you can always catch us anytime, anywhere. You can listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. We're back right to this. In light of the FedEx warning and GE and Huntsman and Nucor and Eastman Chemical all week, we did have a couple companies raise guidance, upside pre-announcements. Yesterday, Jim, we mentioned it was Sixth, the European car rental company. Today, it's JetBlue. Uh, they do up their Q3 uh, revenue per available seat mile. They're going to add some capacity, too. Well, look, I think that Marriott's having a better than expected quarter. I know that I spoke with Expedia. They're having what I believe to be a better expected quarter. Uh, FedEx did say, look, in the United States, it's not so much that we're having a European situation or China. It's just that you don't ship a lot of packages if you're going to, say, a lot of weddings. Uh, the JetBlue number, David, JetBlue was up nicely. But once again, that's not the part of the economy that we're used to seeing go up. We we like it when you're doing your home better and you're sending gifts better, you're buying an Apple iPhone better. And, uh, it's no surprise that airlines are doing well. It's just that the universe of companies that are doing well 
they're better expected are connected to services right. travel. Meanwhile, something else that hasn't done well is the stock hit. market this oh, week. Oh, I thought you were going to tell you. I thought going to say American Air. No, I'm done, <laughs> done with that. I'm done with that. You know, all the everybody's very nice there. It's just brutal. Uh, I used to wear nice often. Yes, yeah, the market do. has not but been great. But the market has not been very nice, no. at least for those who are long. I mean, as we end this week, potentially yet uh, opening with a uh, significant downdraft. It's not pretty out there, and it's an expectation, of course, that we have a lot more earnings warnings to come and or a lot well, more inflation yeah. prints I mean, to come. we didn't get to speak about Nucor. Right. Nucor had been very strong. Nucor's opening a lot of plants, and now it turns out that Nucor is seeing weakness in very key product lines. Uh, Nucor, Huntsman seeing weakness in polyurethane. These are the things early, two weeks ago, we were saying, and Carl, you know, there's not a lot of pre-announcements. Well, that ended. There were so many pre-announcements this week that I think it was a wake-up call to the Fed that maybe we're being a little too glib here in saying 75. they got to take this 100 off the table. That, that would be catastrophic at this point. Catastrophic. We're going to find out on Wednesday. Uh, there's the opening bell and the CNBC real-time exchange of the big board. It's uh, Ernst & Young celebrating its Entrepreneur of the Year recipients at the NASDAQ Climate Week NYC, the largest climate event in the world taking place next week. Actually, Jim, Bespoke points out today that the S&P has risen on every hike since the hiking cycle began this year. Well, I only, the reason why I think this one could be different is because we're starting to see a pattern where we're not waiting to see the reaction. And I, I think you can have that. This is very good. This is Come on, you're giving us some time here. Um, I do think, Wait, David. is this first and younger? They're splitting up. Is that, uh, yeah. oh, that's what they're excited about. They're all going to, like, get a million bucks, you know, millions of dollars. Yeah. That's what you do when you're splitting up and you're getting some sort of special dividend. I know. My stepdad. That's your buddy, too. isn't it? Yes, yeah. Carmine DeCibio. I think he's yeah, pretty He's so much owned. Um, to go back to substantive things, Sorry, Dave, yes. for a moment. If I can hear um, you. Let me give you how negative things are. There's some 18-year-old they're that hacked. We will rock you now. Hacked. We will rock you. <laughs> Freddie Murray. Um, there's an 18-year-old that hacked Uber. In yes. the old days, that would be something that we would say, well, that's pretty amazing. We'd go buy the stock. David, now a hacking destroys the stock. Down 6% Uber shares. You see it right there on this news of a teenager who hacked it. Didn't do any real damage. No, but, but it raises the larger concerns. That, that demonstrated they had access to AWS, uh, the Google Cloud, basically their, their cloud vendors. Pretty remarkable. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that all these companies that have really good, really good detection. But I, I would urge people to, to talk to Nikesh Aurora after this, to talk to Palo Alto Networks. But so often these, uh, David, these these hacks are things that people are just, you know, you have to kind of put your bad hat on, to yeah. find out what the bad guys are going to do. Now this 18-year-old maybe just having a little fun. Looks like he might have just been having a little bit of fun. Right. So it might not be a. a damage being done, just some fun. That said, reflective perhaps of still a lack of ability to, to uh, repel these attackers. Um, now you talk about Palo Alto all the time. I They've do. obviously benefited greatly from the environment and from executing yes. properly. Nikesh Roar's doing a great job. Um, Palo too good job too. I, can't, can't, I don't want to favor Nikesh constantly, but I do think that we're seeing so many things off the FedEx today that I want to, I question. Uh, I, we were just at Amazon, okay? 
Amazon is down big off of FedEx. But remember, and here's something people don't realize, that FedEx doesn't do any they don't packaging. Do any, they don't do any Amazon at all. Right. Them, right? That that's that that's relationship. That's gone. Yeah. That's gonzo. That's gone. All right. Yeah. I I do more business with FedEx and Amazon does. Unfortunately, usually comes. From well, my you wife you mentioned the uh, international paper downgrade over at Jefferies. They go to sell. Jim, they're talking about as you said, massive inventory glut, uh, checks indicating orders decelerating rapidly. Our contacts believe a, a price cut this quarter is imminent, and they have. Five to six percent of capacity coming online in the next twelve months. Nothing is more a better indicator of this economy than liner board. Uh, on those first liner board cuts, my father, who sold liner board, would come home, and it would be a switch from uh, cold water to wild turkey. There's a wild turkey that they cut the. Uh, that happens to be 120 proof. And the problem with this is it's never the first cut. There's multiple cuts. Once you go. Uh, and now people can say, well, hey, packaging, again, that's Amazon. I would tell you that this is a little self-inflicted because they built a lot of this up, betting that there would be continual packaging. The way the FedEx built a lot of routes up, David, international, because a lot of companies were flying in product because of the problem with the ports. Right. It is a perfect stir- storm of people reacting to the last war. But remember, we're on... Uh, well, I have to respond to you? Is that what well, you're saying? No, because you say that we're on that. You always talk about the podcast. It's true. We are a podcast as well. We're on TV. I, I didn't really have a response for you. You sounded like you were making a statement. Well, all right. He's still stuck on the American Airline five-hour delay. <laughs> I've, st- I've moved on from that. I'm just saying that... I got what is typical of your uh, sleep. I got like three hours, so... I got the same. Yeah, well, but you do that every day. Yeah, I'm not, I did. I don't work for that I well did. on it. But I want to um, go back to the fact that... I. David could have really hammered me today, but he's obviously not being mean. Uh, because there are companies that uh, are doing worse than I thought. And it's absolutely, you could have said it to me, you could have just said, Jim, uh, you were very glib about some companies. And healthcare, yes. But for instance, I'll give you an example. I thought Disney was doing very well. Okay. And yet here's Disney stock down badly. And I'm wondering whether you think uh, that entertainment's doing as poorly as the market indicates. Uh, I'm not sure it is. Uh, you know, um, there is a belief that things are slowing. Obviously, listen, advertising is only, it's not a large part of their overall. It's important. Um, but uh, there is a belief that that may be slowing. Although Snap, I don't know, we got some sort of positive commentary. Well, City today defends Snap. both Netflix and Disney. Yeah. Uh, they defend their buy. They say if Netflix pursues all of these revenue tactics, could generate 18.50 a free cash flow per share. Uh, Disney could generate 25 cents of incremental free cash flow. And how about the fact um, NFL it, up 20% year over year? Why does that not matter? It, that well, right it does. And, and you'll hear about Bob Backer's talking about that. But and, and but, Carl's but, right. A lot of people are starting to, to focus on the ad tier for many of the, on the Disney ad tier, which is coming uh, in December. Netflix, obviously. Um, and how Conceivably, you know, uh, JPEG talked about it being at the least margin neutral, so right. maybe even a creative. So I, I found myself thinking Paramount's uh, too cheap. I mean, not it, look, live entertainment plus yeah. gambling. Gambling yeah. is gigantic in this country. And I'm thinking that, you know, Tony Romo, you got the best games. Now, of course, by the way, Amazon pays 13, right? And what get, all those Thursday night games are always like, wow, it's like Tampa Bay coming out. Uh, let's put in Jacksonville. They're just as good. They're from Florida. Now, last night they had the two teams you most want to see. It looks like Amazon on their Thursday night, they get the big letter. Apparently. Guys, I did, uh, you know, Apparently. Jim, since you've been asking, um, 
Backish was very po- positive on the advertising. Um, do you have a clip in the advertising world right oh, now? You say that I do. I have, a, I have a clip. I, again, taking into account that there is a perception things are very weak. Take a listen. The market's actually pretty good. I mean, the digital programmatic side is weak, but the linear side is pretty good. Um, but it's more people are talking negative about the ad market. Valuations, metrics have come in. And people are talking about an extended slowdown, which again, I just don't think, I don't know, you know, it's a prediction. But what I'm seeing, I'm feeling better about 23 than, than the general narrative. Feeling better about 23 than the general that, narrative. That guy's not a hype artist. He looks good by the way. Say again? He looks good by the way. Yeah, he does. He um, does, we talked a lot of biking. He's doing a oh, lot of biking. Yeah, well, I'm on know, the bike a lot. Carl, I, I think people miss, the one thing that, we are so used to hearing bad things about TV. And then we hear, you get a 20% lift in the most important program there is, the NFL. Are we really going to think that, that's, that they must be doing poorly? Wow, that's big numbers. Tony Romo's worth more money. Um, guys, I did want to do NCR, oh, yeah. if you don't mind, because it's, it's, losing, it's losing almost a quarter of its market value. This is a name that I've you know, mentioned a number of times over these last months, in part because they had been um, talking about doing uh, a, a leverage buyout or uh, getting bought out by private equity. Um, and Veritas had come to the fore as perhaps the most interested party. The last reports that I did on this, I think, were pretty uh, uh, significantly questioning the ability to get financing in a market like this. Uh, but we've gotten confirmation. There's not going to be a purchase of the company by private equity. Instead, they're pursuing a split of the company uh, into basically its component parts of uh, what you know, right? The ATMs that are NCR, right? Uh, and then, and then the digital processing business, or really what is in many ways digital payments, right. which is a larger business than people perhaps thought. A lot of recurring revenue there. Obviously, that would be the growth engine. But what you're seeing here is a disappointment, perhaps more than had been anticipated, that there is no sale. Uh, and why is that? Well, as I reported many times, the financing markets are difficult when you're talking about a non-investment grade credit where you'd be raising as much as 7 to $8 billion to take it private. Uh, we have seen participation uh, of uh, what we call direct lenders, uh, the proliferation of direct lenders, that Avalar deal that Vista did not long ago, 21 separate direct lenders. But simply was uh, too large a number, it seems, to be able to actually get somebody to underwrite uh, at that number, at that level, in this market. Will they try to come back to it at some point if the market conditions change significantly? Perhaps. But a lot of disappointed investors, perhaps more than we'd anticipated, Jim, no, no, that you, we're looking no. for you a deal, just- even though we... Well, we'd indicated this was not going to be easy to get done. Actually, you, in, uh, you indicated perfectly. You said this wasn't, wasn't really doable. You know what we call these now in this bad market? These are splits that happen, but you don't get any more stock. Yeah. And now NCR, storied name, at one point, remember Bunch? Right? Burroughs, Univac, N- NCR, control data, right. Honeywell. Well, this, this is a company that's been footballed, so to speak. It's become many different iterations. Uh, but there's real value here. And I was surprised that there isn't some price. Um, you know, it's a t- it's a t- for non-investment grade, it's a tough financing market right. at that level. Uh, obviously, the premium they were looking for, at least, and the level at which they were talking about a potential deal. That said, they're doing this, Carl, to try to create value. <laughs> it's kind of funny to hear that from 
the bankers, yeah, we want to create value, we're going to split the company. It's okay, it's going to, we're going to lose a quarter of the value day one, but we're going to make it back over time. Right. Uh, the digital business and then the ATMs. Uh, Jim, I do think maybe it's worth pointing out housing here. Uh, some of the home builders, I know a lot of them report next week, uh, but they're, they're leading what there is to lead today, even as the two-year gets awfully close to taking out its uh, 2007 high. All right, I'm going to, because I like to talk about what I do, I can do and I can't do, I can't own stocks. I, I bought a, a ton of two-year in the last two days. I took the money that I get, like that I can't touch now, that you're allowed to touch after a certain age. I said, that's enough is enough. This is a stock. If this were a stock, you'd be shorting the hell out of that thing. Yeah. I mean, look, that's a straight-out parabolic move. Parabolic moves don't last. So I just said, okay, the hell with it. I'll just buy, I'll just buy this. It's sitting in, you know, in, in absolutely getting 0.25. I'm just going to I can't touch it anyway. I just think this piece of paper is overvalued. Yeah, well, the 12 month is basically four, right? Yeah, three nine nine somewhere in that neighborhood. Look, I thought this was a great piece of paper to put put away uh, because I, I think it's incredibly overvalued. Look at that move. Well, I, mean, that's I know why. you just said it. If it Parabolic were, move. If you were if it were stock, David, you would turn to me and say, Jim, isn't this uh, 1999 all over again? I mean, this piece of paper is insane. I I, I I actually committed when I say I commit a lot. I mean, I have a lot a lot of cash for when I retire. And I just said, no, I'll just put in this. I'm not going to retire during this period. So I'll just buy this. Yeah, you, you're, but I mean, you still, you got, you're dealing with a pretty high inflation rate still. So I, it's not clear well, to me that the there's a real return I was there. Getting. It's a lot better than that. Yeah, thank you. I know. What's JP Morgan still paying me on my savings account there? Yeah, don't bother to look because there's nothing there. Nothing. Zippo. Kim, but how about the things you get a stock like Kimberly Clark? Yields 3.8. Some people feel that's competitive. Uh, the home builders, Carl, I find that uh, universally despised, except for the buyers who keep buying the stocks. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, well, mortgage rate's six plus now. Uh, I'm going to see Home Depot today. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, Ted Decker, the CEO. We're going to go to a, a warehouse in Perth Amboy. You want to come with me? Perth Amboy's. A warehouse in Perth Amboy. That's exactly how I was planning on spending my Friday afternoon. Thank you. I was hoping for that invitation. Well, you missed the Apple invitation. I was going to say, it I is did. Friday, and we, we did get Tim Cook outside the Fifth Avenue store today. We got to look at the phones. Um, pretty interesting. The watch as well, the Ultra. Holy cow. It, I thought the watch, I mean, I have the, the older edition of the watch. I think this G-Force thing is really important. You know, that, you, that it detects when you've really been hurt. And it also has satellite. So if you're uh, hiking or climbing somewhere and you get hurt, it goes off. I mean, this thing is a real lifesaver. I mean, there's always been life-saving things. But I, I think that if you're, an, if you're an outdoor person, you're going to say, wait, this is better than Garmin. What's it saying something? A lot of people feel that like they could never touch Garmin. Right. Almost, a, almost a prosumer watch in a way. Exactly. And then the, the, the camera. Right, the camera is. We, we had a discussion yesterday about how the argument for buying a, a, an SLR camera is, is withering because yeah. of the quality on some of these cameras, yeah. even in low light. And yet, here's the stock going down. Typically, you don't remember Monday, ramped five points going into the, uh, uh, go, go, going into the intro. This, this. I hesitate to say this might be an opportunity because the market's so bad, but I, I've, I think people do not realize how different the 14 is pro, in particular, from the 13. Uh, and I bought the 13 because I lost my uh, mine last week, and all I can say is sometimes you just get had. <laughs> yes. I wish I had waited. What are you going to do? How are you going to live without a phone? I mean, it's like, give you a tin can, I take a tin can. I mean, you can't live without this. Try living without this for a day. It's, you know what it's like? 
it's everybody hates you first of all because like, they've all texted you like, and everybody hates you or they think you died it's like it's 1994 again there you go jim um one of the upside stories of the week have been evs uh, ride right. lucid rivian all up double digits at least as of yesterday on the heels of the president's uh, commitment to put right. more chargers on highways uh now glencore reports that they're going to Looking to start trading lithium because of record demand, record prices. Look, Rivian's been an amazing stock since the, a lot of stocks have been sold. When I was out at Amazon and did a lot of work with climate control, uh, they'll, they'll buy every Rivian. They'll buy every single Rivian. Amazon has a big order to buy 100,000 100, Rivians. But they, yeah. don't want, they want more than 100,000. They want more than oh, 100,000. Yeah, they want everything. Now, of course, you can't get it. I mean, they, they buy all Fords. They buy every single EV. And they still would not be able to meet the demand because that's how much business they have. And I think it's rather amazing that uh, people don't realize how little, how few charging stations there really are in the country. They're great on the coast, but in the vast middle of the country, you need charging stations. Uh, well, we need them everywhere if we're going to actually be able to significantly increase the use of, of, uh, of EVs, right? It's Absolutely. Not, I mean, yes, the, Absolutely. throughout the country. No, look, I... This is a great unfolding story that's now sold down because people don't want to buy stocks uh, of companies that are losing money. But uh, I, look, I still think it's the most important story out there is the uh, self-drive and EV. I'm going to self-drive, but you can't self-drive me on. Yeah, yeah you, you can't uh, self-drive. A, a GM You're going to get self-driven? Next week. I'm going to be self-driven in a oh, GM Oh, interesting. Car. Adam Jonas did a note uh, earlier in the week. Where he took a self-driving ride in a cruise in, in San Francisco. Is well, that okay, I'm going to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers okay. and then do that. Take that out. You know, he can have his brother do whatever they want. Those guys are nothing now, right? It has taken a bit longer to get here. I mean, we we were it's three, four, five years ago we were talking about the prospect of of these cars being all over the roads, and right. they're not. My wife drove the uh, the Hummer EV and uh, said that wherever she went, people said, "You go, girl." I mean. <laughs> To Lisa. That's positive. Yeah, you that's go, a positive. No, that's what. You, <laughs> I don't know why I thought that's funny. I told Mary Barr that. You go, girl. All you right, go, girl. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> She's just so bad. Hey, finally, Jim. Just um, on some macro desk commentary today. B of A, Hartnett, who's been cautious for a long time, uh, reiterates his line where you nibble at thirty-six hundred, bite at thirty-three hundred, and gorge at three k. You got a problem with that? No, I don't have a problem with that. I actually kind of like that. I think that's a, a it's just, now at 3,000, the charts will look bad, but I, I, I think that's very good. Uh, that'll be what my travel trust will most likely do. That's one of the things we talked about in yesterday's meeting. Uh, as they go down, uh, you got to get big. Uh, the thing is, what do you do with the oils? Uh, oil's still going, oh, you know, hang in there. We have a huge position in oil for the travel trust. Uh, the stocks yield, as long as the oil's above 80, the yields are incredible. Obviously, you have a big problem, natural gas in Europe. That's the one conundrum I'm trying to figure out. Will those go down and let the rest of the market go up, or can they all uh, coexist? David, can they coexist? Uh, yes, they can coexist. You know, what I'm you know, you know who I'm talking about? I just went, I went with yes. That's interesting. Oil's still on pace for a weekly drop. And Gas Buddy today says a 299 average is possible on, by mid-October. On the Palisades, three, about three and a quarter. We were, you might want to get in your car. Were we going to hit 150 by the fall? I mean, they, you know, they, they're a still, barrel? They're still pumping, right? Yeah. 
But look, I mean, we're getting they prices. Cap, they may actually cap what? Russian oil. They may be that that effort seemed quizzical to say the least. But, but it's you, making some progress. If you can buy a stock, I tell you, buy tel- uh, Tellurian. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I would. All right, just put it away. I can't buy stocks. I can buy the two-year. Yep. That's a piece of paper. And you Holy cow, that's a great piece of paper. When we it come yields, back. this guy yields it. <laughs> When we return, David's interview with Paramount's Bob Backish, what he has to say about the future of Paramount Plus and profitability in streaming. As a reminder, you can always get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Jim. Just sign up and find out more at cnbc.com slash join the club or use the QR code on the screen. As we go to break, watch bonds, as we said earlier, the two-year. Uh, it's awfully close to taking out that 2007 bye bye high, bye. just bye below bye bye. 4%. As equities have settled in around 38.50. Be right back. That FedEx warning obviously weighing on the tape. Uh, Dow's down 350, but we do have some uh, defensive names in the green today. Utilities, a new relative high. Kellogg, Philip Morris, J&J, Merck, and some home builders, as we said earlier. Uh, Lennar and Pulte in the green ahead of some of those earnings coming up next week, along with 11 central bank decisions. We'll get stopped trading with Jim in a minute. Jim, what's on Mad tonight? It's defensive stocks are doing very well, Carl. Uh, I got Home Depot. I'm going to uh, the CEO of First TV. Uh, and, and what we're going to do, we're go, going to a warehouse. I know David said he didn't want to join me. But, you know, we're actually going to talk substantive, even though we're at a warehouse. And Perth Amboy used to be king. But uh, what I really want to find out, Carl, is you know, so many people are saying that housing's done. And housing's 10% of the economy, punched above its weight. And I'm hoping to get a feel because uh, there, I think there is too much negativity right now. But I want to be very careful because FedEx was devastating. Uh, certainly, we're not operating on, on an island economically. Asia and Europe are... Putin uh, and Xi yeah. are the reason why much of this is happening. Jim, we'll see you tonight. Great yeah. weekend. Uh, Mad Money, 6 p.m. When we come back, a lot more. David's interview with Paramount's Bob Backish in a moment. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. 